I'm David Poyser, a journalist. Welcome to the 11th episode of PESPOD, the insider's guide to the PES network, podcast made for European PES. One of the most rewarding parts of being in the PES network is that national PES benefit from what are called bench learning assessments. This is where experts from outside your national PES are able to give external advice to you in your national PES. They're currently done virtually, and after a lot of preliminary research, the visiting assessors don't simply talk to the head office. On the second day, they talk to a regional office to see how well the aims of the central office work in the real world. The most recent national PES that benefited from a bench learning assessment was Paul Emploi. It's the French PES, that's Paul Emploi. And today I'm with Paul Bazin, who's very senior, he's the Deputy Director General in Paul Emploi, to talk about this. I'm also with Isabelle Charel from a local office in Bourg-en-Bresse. I'll be talking to her later. And also with Florence Dumontier. I'll be talking to her later as well. Florence is very senior on Paul Emploi in Paris, and she's very well known internationally in the PES network. So, Paul, if it's OK, I'm going to come to you first with just a couple of questions. Can you tell me something about Paul Emploi's experience of virtual bench learning visit? Do you have advice for other PES before they have a virtual visit? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the assessor's team and the European Commission for the organization of this assessment, which was entirely, and I regret that, in a remote uh, format. The, the quality of the interpreting uh, allowed for quality uh, discussions. Uh, our experience was uh, enriching, and uh, it's very important to share it with our peers. Uh, an external viewpoint is necessary for an, an organization like, like ours, and it is all the more valuable because it is not an audit. What I would advise, uh, if I may, uh, other uh, public employment services uh, is one word, preparation. Uh, it's really paramount to uh, prepare the self-assessment because it is the, the reference document that will explain the, the meaning we give to the actions uh, uh, we uh, put in place for job seekers and for companies. And you have to know how to tell the story to the assessors. And then the other thing that is really important is the speakers uh, and the, the way they prepare themselves to the to the assessment for the assessment. The the program is uh, very dense, and uh, I must admit uh, it's not a usual uh, exercise for us. So the more comfortable the speakers are, the easier and better the discussions will be. Thank you. So there's a lesson for everybody listening: when you have an assessment, prepare, prepare, prepare. Exactly. That's the key word. Um, and Pôle emploi is a very, very large organisation, far bigger than most of the PES. Um, how can such a large organisation benefit from external advice? Well, uh, as any organisation, big or small, uh, we welcome with uh, great interest the uh, advices and uh, recommendations coming from the outside. Uh, at Pôle emploi, uh, performance is our, our daily work. Um, not in order to, to show off or post the highest scores, but to be sure that we deliver the right services to the right people at the right time. Uh, and what helps us is listening to job seekers and employers, to uh, the people we serve. 
through uh, satisfaction surveys, uh, annual uh, barometers, but also through uh, what we call lab sessions that are open to those job seekers and employers, we get an uncompromising external view. It is therefore in the same uh, state of mind that we take into account with uh, high interest the first feedback we received just after the assessment and uh, we are not shying away from the strong parts, points that have been uh, highlighted uh, and we uh, just received the, the complete uh, results of the assessment and uh, we are going to analyze the recommendations uh, in order to, uh, to uh, improve our services. And we've just had a big crisis all pairs have experienced. Is there anything else you'd like to say in the light of this crisis management that you've just managed? It, it was a very uh, important topic uh, for this evaluation. Uh, uh, having dealt with the crisis management um, is, uh, I think, uh, of great value. Uh, whether it is uh, safety issues such as uh, what we experienced following the, the, the tragedy in, uh, in Valence a year ago, or of course the health crisis that all countries have had to deal with for many months now. Sorry, could you just tell us what the tragedy in Valence was? Yes, of course. Um, it's it's uh, evident to us, but not to everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, a year ago, uh, Exactly a year ago, uh, one of our colleagues was uh, murdered in uh, one of our agencies uh, by a madman. Uh, and uh, it really shook us deeply, each and every one of uh, Paul Emploi's uh, colleagues, um, because she was, uh, she was murdered in the exercise of, uh, our, uh, of her job uh, without any reason or cause. Uh, uh, and uh, it was really a, tra a tragedy for her, of course, for her family, we deeply think of them, but it was also a tragedy for every one of the Polonpois colleagues that uh, uh, have this job of helping uh, other people and were really uh, shocked by this event. Well, we, you have all sympathy from all the pairs all over Europe. Thank you very much. And we received a lot of uh, sympathy um, messages from our colleagues all over Europe. And it was uh, really moving and uh, it, it uh, helped us uh, move forward. And so to, to, uh, to, to finish my answer to, to your question, the, the, the addition of this section about, about uh, crisis management uh, has uh, allowed us to show uh, what has been done since uh, COVID uh, has appeared. And uh, many countries have demonstrated their ability to adapt. And uh, in France and in Pôle emploi, we have done everything to be uh, uh, resilient so that uh, job seekers and companies uh, know they could really rely on us and they can really rely on us for the future. Well, thank you so much. You have done a fantastic job, I know, um, especially during the crisis. So thank you very much. So thanks to Paul. And I'm now joined by Florence Dumontier and by Isabel from Bourg-en-Bresse. Well, we've heard from the Deputy Director General. Now, what about the experience at the coalface? Isabel, are you there? Yes. Now, um, so did the bench learning assessment, was it disruptive when it came to you? In the end, the exercise consisted in presenting how daily activities and illustrating them in a factual way. Discussions with assessors went very well and, they ha and there was a cordial and very professional set of mind. 
I felt that they needed precise answers to understand what was going on on the ground, how we deal with the recruitment difficulties in shops with shortages in France, for example, how we manage relations with our partners. And do you think it was useful? Oh yes, it was a very nice experience. In just a few weeks, we were able to unite around the same objectives of this unique and exceptional project. To illustrate our public service mission with facts, explain how daily activities, and to be able to share our good practices with European assessors. I have learned that even outside Polampoa, the commitment of teams at all levels is felt and I think that is great. From the point of view of our establishment, the remarks of the assessor will allow us to make further progress in order to provide better service to users. It was useful, House Local Office, because it put forward the involvement of counselors in decision-making and management through trust, part of our wider approach, performance through trust. I think that's wonderful. I can feel you smiling. Are you there, Florence? Yes, good morning, David. I'm here and ready. <laughs> um, so my first real question is, Pôle emploi, as I said before, is such a large organisation. How can such a large organisation benefit from external advice? Every pace, small or bigger, can always benefit from external advice. Indeed, every pace has talents that can be shared with us on all pace. As you know, and to be honest, we still have some effort zones among our good results. And as I was just asked Isabel before, what do you think? Do you think? Do you think it was a useful experience? Oh yes, of course. Uh, the assessment was definitely useful. The assessor's very good knowledge of her documents and the quality of the exchange were and will be useful to us in the long run in several aspects. As Isabel has just said, the team in the local offices were happy to participate and to represent Pôle emploi. It's a very strong lever for human resources and motivation. So, I think we should approach the assessment as a collective project. I would also like to say that a few weeks after assessment, we conducted a survey towards the stakeholders who had participated. And I can tell you that it was useful even more than we expected. We were able to see their level of satisfaction, but also their interest in international issues. That's fantastic news. So um, what about in the long run? Do you think it will help in the long run? You mentioned the long run earlier. We have a new project for 2022 to meet their expectations to inspire our strategy. We will also develop communication even more and give all Pôle emploi staff visibility on what's happening abroad. And for Pôle emploi, participating actively in the Pest Necros Programme 2022 is important for us and the six-month period for the French presidency is a great opportunity. 
Yes, I think French presidency, it's, uh, it's obviously very important in Brussels and it's interesting it's becoming important in the local offices in France, isn't it? Yes, yes, it's a very good, uh, very good chance for us and a yes. challenge and chance for us. Exactly, it's a fantastic opportunity, isn't it? And what about the other Pezes who are listening? Would you have advice for them before the virtual visit? Mm, yes, as Paul said before, preparation is essential. With my team, we have invested a lot of time and energy, but the result is there and is useful for all Pôle emploi. And as I was asking before, do you think people were anxious beforehand? Mm, yes, yes, a little. And uh, it's normal because this exercise occurs every three years and you rediscover every time. But... With a strong preparation, you feel more comfortable. And what about in the long run? I mean, you said it's three years. How difficult will it be now? Now it's the difficult bit. You have to implement the recommendations. Oh, yes, but uh, it depends on recommendations. But it's a work of my team to take them into account. Uh, I can give an example. We are planning one meeting with two countries which are recommended to share them best practices. It's a good step for us. I think that's a lovely note to finish. Thank you so much. It's a matter of sharing with all the staff who work for right throughout Pôle emploi throughout the whole of France. So thanks so much, Florence. And thanks also to Isabelle in Bourg-en-Bresse. And thanks to Paul in Paris. Traditionally, pairs have been discussing unemployment. But actually, the current trend is the opposite. It's labour shortage. So our next PESPod episode will be looking at labour shortage with Tina Weber, who's been researching labour across Europe for much of her professional life. And she's just co-authored a report on it. And she's actually writing a new report about the countries that have successfully dealt with it. I'll also be with Harkon Herzberg, from the Norwegian PES, as Norway is one of the countries that have had some success in dealing with labour shortages. It's an issue that PES across the EU are likely to be dealing with more and more, so be sure to listen to the next PES pod episode to find out how some countries have successfully overcome it. PES pod's here for you, our listeners, and if you have any ideas for future episodes, who we should talk to and what we should talk to them about, just please get in touch. And if you have any comments, the email's also on the PESPOD show notes. PESPOD is produced for the PES Network by the European Commission with technical support from Econ Institute. The technical producer is Mark Borta. Looking forward to next time. Mm-hmm.